Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. So we were sitting in the newsroom yesterday and then again today saying, man, there's really not a lot going on. Well, that changed in the last hour. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of NFL Now on NFL Network from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano. We might have Four new starting quarterbacks, week number 12. Let's get to the big one. The big one's out of Florham Park, New Jersey, where after hinting he might do something on Monday, Robert Sala actually did it today. He benched Zach Wilson, and he's naming Mike White the starting quarterback. Right now, it's a week-by-week thing, but right now, the Jets, after their loss to the Patriots this past Sunday, have fallen out of the AFC playoff picture. They're in the eighth seed at 6-4. and four. The big thing I want to make sure I address on this one, um, just want to make sure you guys all listen to this very carefully, please. Uh, Zach's career here is not over. I know that's going to be the narrative. I know that what, that's what everybody wants to wants to shout out, and that's not even close to the case. The intent, the full intent, is to make sure Zach gets uh, gets back on the football field at some point this year. Um, when that is, I'll make that decision. I'm going to take it day to day. The biggest thing with Zach, and the same things that we've talked about, is the young man needs a reset. Um, uh, his decision making has been fine. His practice habits, all that stuff have been fine. But there's some basic fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him. And this is just an opportunity for him to sit back uh, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we uh, we fell in love with during the draft process. And it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do. Um, I think to ask him to do all those things while preparing for a game is unfair. Um, but uh, but at the same time, it's uh, it's something just talking with Zach that I think we're all excited to attack. And this is, you know, like I said, it's is it a small step back? Absolutely for him. But do I think it's going to be a great leap forward when it uh, when he does get a chance to reset himself? Absolutely. And um, so this is not a uh, 
this is not putting a, a nail in his coffin. This is not that. It's not even close to that. But uh, but I do believe at the end of this is going to be a, a rejuvenated, renewed young man that uh, uh, once he reconnects to his to all the different things that we're trying to reconnect to, he's going to show why he was the second pick. All right, there is a, a lot to unpack there. Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofolo. Mike White is going to start, and, and uh, Joe Flacco is going to be the number two. So, Ian, Zach Wilson won't even dress this coming Sunday when the Jets face the Bears. He's going to be inactive. The line that stands out to me there is the young man needs a reset. Reset is the right word, and if you want someone to kind of take a deep breath, collect himself, having him watch from the sideline, not a bad way to do it. And I remember, you know, the Jets sort of thought that this was going to happen last year and actually thought it was going to happen early in this preseason, too, when Zach Wilson had the opportunity to sit back, watch everything, just listen in meetings, not be the focal point, but just listen. Maybe it would help him moving forward. And, Mike, this is not a case of Zach Wilson not working hard enough or not getting it. He works very hard. He's there at all hours. He tries. Everything is done the right way. And in fact, probably would benefit him a little bit to take a deep breath and maybe not put so much on his plate. But that's just not the way he's wired. Clearly, none of it is working. And this Jets organization hasn't totally, I would say, lost faith in Zach Wilson. There is a chance he comes back and shows them that he is the franchise guy. But their biggest issue is a lot of other places they are really good, including the record. And so you cannot have Robert Sala, Mike, can't go in that locker room and say, we are giving our team the best chance to win with Zach Wilson playing as he is. That's why Mike White makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I made the point on Good Morning Football yesterday that it would actually be easier for Robert Sala to stick by Zach Wilson if they weren't in a playoff race. But they are right now, and the players are looking around saying, hey, we got to put the best guys out there for us right now. And right now, Zach Wilson is not that guy. Now, Ian Rappaport, Andrew, I'll tell you, is shaming me privately for saying that I was surprised by this, and in large part because I, I thought the surprise uh, or aspect of it was that, you, you know, maybe you say, like, you're on the verge of being benched. Hey, I'm considering it. I'm not uh, standing behind you the way that I have previously. So you got one more chance, and I thought this was going to be the one more chance, but the Jets make the move, and Ian, I, I hear what you're saying. He doesn't work. It's not like he doesn't work hard enough and all that stuff, and that's great. He's just got a bit of the yips right now. Not as bad as somebody else in the New York market previously. It's not like Chuck Knobloch where he can't throw at the first base, but sometimes when he's trying to check the ball down or throw the shorter route, he's throwing five feet over guys' heads, and he was doing that back in the spring, and we were hearing a lot of that coming out of OTAs oh, yeah. and minicamp and these other yep. things, and you know, you, you want to say, well, relax. It's, they're still in shorts, but now we're seeing it on a playing field, and I believe we're going to roll a couple of them right now that you're watching. Yeah. So. You know, that's why they want him to reset. Take a step back, clear your mind, and then come back on the field. I, I do believe Robert Sala when he says that Zach Wilson will be back under center at some point this season. But, yeah, he needs a pause, reset, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and yeah, Sala – And, Mike, you know, you, you're – no, you're, Sorry, just to follow up on what Mike said. He and I were both hear, hearing that Zach Wilson – the yips was the word we were told. That just struggling to make simple, basic throws, trying to figure out what was wrong. Was it his mechanics? Was it his mind? Like – why are these simple throws just not able to be made? And this was back in the spring. Sort of hope that somebody can work through it. And then he had the injury. That did not help. And so nothing has gotten better. Forcing him to sit back and reset makes sense. If only just so he can go back to being a regular person who can make a regular throw. 
Sala said, and he was asked specifically, did Zach Wilson's comments on the podium after the game, in which he said he didn't feel like he let the defense down or the rest of the team down, did that factor? He said no. He said that Wilson did address the team and, and said that he did not think there was an issue in the locker room, but you can go talk to the locker room about that. He said everyone understands it. Also went out of the way to say, look, it's not all his fault. There are drop passes. There are other things, but that they basically weren't doing the fundamentals, just running passing. His words, not mine. Like the easy stuff, getting the layups. And, and when you're missing the layups and you have a top 10 defense, uh, that's bad. And they do have a top 10 defense after being worst in the NFL a year ago to Robert Sala's credit there. All right, Ian, Mike, thank you. The numbers are bad. I mean, there's another way to sugarcoat it. They are really, really bad. And this team is not winning. Is it all his fault? No, not at all. Mike White is still a guy who last year, week seven, threw for 400 yards. He later had a game a couple of weeks later where he got picked off four times. Mark Ross, Bucky Brooks, Steve White's with me now to make sense of a one that, Mark, I, I know we all saw coming, but once you do this, and when they say, well, we're going to try to get him back on the field, okay, great. So let's say he beats the Bears, or let's say he doesn't beat the Bears, he being Mike White. If you think Zach Wilson performs well in practice, you're going to throw him back in against the Vikings or the Bills? That doesn't make sense. No, I, I think now that you've made this move that you can't play Zach Wilson the rest of the year. And look, Mike White's not good enough to get the Jets to the, the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Let's get that out of the way. He had his chance last time. He can't do worse than Zach Wilson, but he's not the guy. But let's just get back to Zach Wilson. The, and you have two, la two layers of this. It's the on-field, which was terrible, and he looks like this guy is not a viable NFL quarterback. But then you got to go to the off the field. And that's really the bigger issue of when this week I said they have to pull this guy because there's been too many rumblings in the locker room from the head coach about guys not being connected to him. He, he's not a leader. They're not following him. And when a team does not believe in their franchise quarterback, they have nowhere to go with that guy. Now to sit Zach Wilson and let him learn, he did that last year. Leaders that I've been around, the Eli Mannings, the Donovan McNabs, they're born. They're, you can't make a leader in the, the guys that I've been around. And I don't think you can make Zach Wilson into a leader. And there was some of this coming out of the draft with, is he a true leader? Do, the, do his teammates follow him? And now you're seeing this manifest itself with the Jets. So will he become a better leader in the, during the season? I don't think so. Is his career over? Do the Jets have to try with him? Yes, but the best thing for him maybe to get out of there and years down the line improve on that a la of Geno Smith. But I don't know any top-tier great quarterback now in the league who has had his chance and then alienated the team, if that's what's going on, play poorly, and then say, go sit down, you'll get better and be a great quarterback. Sala did mention Geno Smith, also mentioned our Kurt Warner, who joins us next hour, as guys that, in his words, took a step back and then took a big step forward. We've seen it this year with Geno. Bucky, I was listening to you and DJ on the, uh, the Move the Six podcast on Monday, and you guys both made the point that if you go back and look at the first half, it was windy, it was Bill Belichick, he had a bad Denzel Mims drop, that it wasn't nearly as bad as the second half. The second half was a disaster. What do you see when you look at the film? Look, man, before I can even get to the film, <clears throat> I knew it was over when he had the post-game presser. Yeah. Yep. Because the thing about the quarterback position, it ain't a physical position, it's a leadership position. That's why Taylor Heineken can be the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Because there has to be something about the quarterback that gives the team hope. 
whether it's his ability, it's his moxie, grit, confidence, some of that has to show through. And when you hear guys come after Zach Wilson and take accountability for the offense's failures and he has it, it's hard to be connected. So Mark said it, Mark even said it in a very soft shoe way, it's a wrap. He can't be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets again and have credibility in that locker room. He is going to have to repair his career somewhere else because the guys in that locker room will never believe that he can get them to the promised land. What do you think? Well, I mean, look, first of all, there's just so much to unpack here. But, but to get to Bucky and Mark's point, look what we're seeing here, guys. We've seen Carson Wentz go this route. We've seen Sam Darnold previously with the Jets go this route. Give it a try. Bring him back. Guys aren't buying into him. You know, Baker Mayfield. We're seeing these first and second, first and second round, or first and second overall picks not hit. Marcus Mariota lose his job. So you know, Mark knows about personnel. It's hard to hit on a quarterback. And you look at, you know, you try to overlook some of the things people are saying about them coming out of the draft. Is he a leader or not? And try and justify it with the athleticism. Maybe you know you think you can coach him up. You have a certain locker room that can handle this type of thing. That's part of it. Now, you heard Ian and Garofolo talk about him having the yips. How coincidental is it to you guys? They're playing the Chicago Bears this week, right? And they're playing Justin Fields, taking nine picks behind him in the same draft. Mm-hmm. Who's gotten it? They're playing in New York. Can you imagine if Justin Fields, who's nicked up, were to go out and outplay Zach Wilson, how those, those Jets fans are booing Zach Wilson off the field? If, if he has the yips now... What could that do to this kid's psyche? There's so much things we're hearing now. You know, you talked about a reset coming up. You can't put him back in if they're winning. Well, look, I mean, look and the if schedule. they're losing, what does that say? Look like, at the schedule. Let's say they beat the Bears, okay? So well, he's going to clearly start against the Vikings the next week. But let's say Mike White plays poorly. Wouldn't you then have to go to Flacco against the Vikings or Flacco yes. against the Bills? I don't know, honestly, why they don't go to Flacco now. I, I, don't, I don't understand that part. And he but, played well in September well enough. This is just, I mean, there's just so much going on here because we've seen guys like Jameis Winston get benched. Remember that year he was going back and forth with Ryan Fitzpatrick, right, in 2018? He got it back a little bit. Jameis never really lost the locker room. Um, personally, you know, the, with his play and interceptions, that was part of it. But, I mean, there was just so many things, you know, we've seen go back with these quarterbacks. It's hard to hit. This is where I want to go back to Mark um, because we look at the Jets. They tried it with Darnold in 2018. They followed up with Zach Wilson. If this doesn't hit... I mean, what does this do organizationally? Because we see why the Jets, they continue to lose. They're not challenging because they can't hit on the quarterback. Yeah, as if Jets fans haven't gone through enough torment. First, you got the sixth pick with Sanchez years ago. Then you got Darnold, the second pick. You miss on that. Now you miss again on Zach Wilson. And yes, this sets you back. You have the talented team. But okay, now where do we go in next year's draft in free agency with trying to get that quarterback? But just going back to Zach Wilson again and the leadership and the players that I've scouted, you mentioned Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, his whole life was a leader. His whole life was the alpha. Comparing, you talked about Carson Wentz with Heineke, but remember when Carson Wentz and the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts and he got in there and the team gravitated towards him. You know why? Because Jalen Hurts was an alpha his whole life. That's all he knew. He exuded greatness in New York being the franchise quarterback you have to be that guy 24 7 and we had Eli in in New York good bad or indifferent struggles all that Eli still exuded that I'm still the guy and the teammates loved him and fought for him no matter how good or bad he played because he did everything the right way he was a leader the guys looked at him 
and you just can't manufacture that in a team. Another quote missed by Salah where he said, guys are irritated by him. They don't hate him. What? I mean, I just never heard that about a quarterback, uh, a franchise quarterback, a head coach say that. So uh, uh, I wasn't trying to soft suit Buck, uh, Bucky. You know, you you got a little more cachet here. You can say, you know, it's a wrap <laughs> for him. So, yes, it, it's a wrap. <laughs> No, no, no. I wasn't saying it like that. But look, Mark, let's be honest. You know, when you lose your team, you lose the locker room. It's hard for that guy to go back in it. And we have pointed out several cases. You talk about Carson Wentz and Sam Donald, some of those other guys. It would just always be hard for Zach Wilson to stand in front of the team and give them, let's win one for the Gipper speech. And those guys are going wah, 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 wah. And so at the end of the day, what the Jets have to do, and I give Robert Sala credit, at some point, you have to make decisions dependent upon, like independent upon where a guy was drafted, how much money they're making. You got to put the best player in there. And it's clear right now, he's not the best player to give them the best opportunity to win at quarterback. And so you have to move on. What they do with him after that, you handle. But right now for the Jets, they had to put somebody else in. If not, Robert Salah loses the locker room and he begins to lose his own credibility in front of the team. Yeah, and, and to think back during training camp, a bunch of guys, CJ Uzama comes to mind, were wearing like the time man of the year, Zach Wilson t-shirt. But to their credit, collectively, this team is playing well enough where this story is the back page yeah. now and not the fact that Aaron Judge is in San Francisco meeting with the Giants. Both the Giants, the football Giants and the Jets are playing well and they are relevant here. They're making a quarterback change in Florham Park. Thank you, Bucky. And thank you, Mark, Steve, as well. Let's continue with more quarterback news here because the Jets do play the Bears. And, Steve, as you mentioned, Justin Fields is nicked up. He's going to be on the practice field. Ian and Mike back with me. What Matt Eberflus, Ian, say today about Fields? He's going to be on the practice field, but they're not practicing. It is basically a walkthrough today for the Chicago Bears as they pull back a little bit physically. Time of year when players start to get a little worn down. That seems like where the Bears are. But probably good news, though, that Justin Fields is going to be limited in that walkthrough. Again, not doing very much, but still going to be out on the field. At least giving him a chance, Mike, that he would be able to play on Sunday. It is a left shoulder injury. It's not a right shoulder injury. And there is optimism among the Bears that he would potentially be able to get out there and play. The only issue is he's very physical. He takes a lot of hits. He runs a lot. So are you putting him at risk if you put him out there uh, because he's not a pocket passer and maybe he's, you know, would have to play a little different than he otherwise would because he's injured? A lot of questions going into this for the Bears. Meanwhile, Ian, we had a segment on Good Morning Football. It's my second GMFB reference of the show so far. It was called Head Scratchers, yep, and my Head Scratchers my head scratcher was going to be, why is Lovey Smith still sticking by Davis Mills? Like, you got to make a change at some point. We never got to it, so it never made air. But Lovey Smith is going to make a change. Now, he wouldn't say it to the media today in his press conference, but sources tell me. And also, you and Tom, you guys were on it, too. I'll give you a piece of the credit here. Uh, that Kyle Allen will make the start for the Texans against the Miami Dolphins. Davis Mills, who had... Uh, so so many high hopes surrounding him coming into the season just hasn't delivered. So it will be Allen. I got a bunch of people saying, who? Who on my tweet? Uh, how about a guy that threw for 3,300 yards a couple of years ago and is 7-10 in his career? Yeah, Kyle Allen back as a starting quarterback for Houston. Let's see if maybe uh, the expectations that weren't delivered upon were, were solely because of De Davis Mills uh, or if it's a widespread problem with Houston. A Lovey Smith uh quite combative on the podium today. I mean, would barely acknowledge that they were playing a game on Sunday and said, we have a starting lineup when it changes, I'll let you know. 
Lovey, uh, have you actually picked the quarterback? Like, are you just not telling us? Picking quarterbacks? What do you mean picking quarterbacks? We had a quarterback last week. He pushed back hard. All right. Coming up next, all the Patriots defense does is bench quarterbacks and get coaches fired. What do they do to the Vikings this week? Straight ahead. Uh, rolling in the palace, but you're too tame. I ain't for the South, but I appreciate the word grain. Never calling me about the Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've seen the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, I'm excited for football tomorrow because these games are great. We have five winning teams. We have the Bills. We have the upstart Lions. 
trying to win four in a row. We got the Giants, got the Cowboys. Let's focus now on the late game here on a day before Thanksgiving edition of NFL Now. Patriots and Vikings, two teams that had very different stories this past Sunday. Yeah, the offense wasn't that good for Mac Jones, but they eked out a victory with a late punt return. And the Vikings, uh, worst home loss since the 60s. It was kind of ugly. All right, well, we're um, you know, scrambling away here. Uh, short week, um, really good team uh, to get ready for here. Minnesota's a uh, very well-coached team uh, in all three phases. Have a lot of explosive players, um, really good in all three phases of the game. So it'll uh, be a big test for us up there. Tremendous football mind. Uh, the sample size is large, how long he's done it um, with so many different players. Um, and I think he's, he's always... Um, you know, adapted to whatever he feels is going to work that year, that week. Um, you know, he's he's really the best ever, and uh, you know his uh, his track record speaks for itself. Kirk Cousins, there, obviously, Mark and Steve talking about the man who preceded him on that soundbite, Rip, Bill Belichick, who Steve a couple of weeks ago, in essence, uh, Sam Ellinger benched and Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, uh, Frank Reich fired in the last week. Now we have Zach Wilson benched. Um, so yeah, there's that for the Vikings after getting blown out by the Cowboys 40-3. to I think Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell I think they're are fine. okay. I think, I think they'll be fine. okay. But you get my but point. That's what he does. That's facts. It'd be facts though, as the kids say. But look, you know, this is a situation, Mark, when you, when you look at this game, this Patriots defense is playing so well, they're going to be a little problematic for Kirk Cousins, which is why Dalvin Cook has got to be a factor, right? They, they, the Vikings have to keep it close early enough for Cook to be a threat as a runner and a receiver because you look back over the past few years, the Vikings go as Dalvin Cook goes. If he's out injured, they tend not to play well. When he's healthy, they tend to play well. So they've got to get him going in a game like this. And it, as you know, with the way the Patriots play, they usually take away the best receiver, our best player. Is that Jefferson or is that Cook? They'll probably start with Cook, so we may see him doing some of the stuff like this, catching the ball. The key mark, as I get it back to you, is can the Vikings get their offense going enough to catch an early lead to make this Patriots offense, which has a hard time scoring, play from behind and play catch-up? Right. It's, it's not just the Patriots offense is a juggernaut. And right. going back to that Vikings, though, you know, they, they're going to be without their left tackle, Christian Darashaw. We saw how the Cowboys steamrolled that front last week. And now here you got sack, NFL sack leader Matthew Judon coming at you. I think the difference is... When the Vikings offense gets down, they, they just can't manufacture anything. But the Patriots offense has shown that they can manufacture offense and win games despite Mac Jones not being a prolific quarterback. As long as he stays out the way, he's got four touchdown passes, seven interceptions this year. It's almost as if stay out of the way, Mac Jones. The old tenants, they can run the ball, special teams, the defense dominates, and they've shown they can, the Patriots have shown they can win games like that. So the Vikings do not want to get into that sort of tight game with the Patriots because the Patriots and Belichick know how to do that. And Mac Jones, it last week got lost. They only had three points before the Jones punt return touchdown there. So it's not as if they're prolific, but they know how to win games like that, Andrew. Yeah, if there's any solace here and if you want any history or any trend, three was the lowest that any Kirk Cousins-led team had ever scored. The previous low with Cousins, a quarterback in Minnesota and Washington, had been six points. Both of those games were followed by games in which Cousins helped the team put up 28. Don't know what that means this week, but Belichick, Cousins in primetime, Thanksgiving, everyone passed out from the turkey with the 
El tryptophan. Sleeping on the floor again? Sleeping on the floor, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. I, I just fall asleep on the floor. That's what I do. Okay. Anyway, what Nick Shook does is pick underdogs. He's with us every week, day before Thanksgiving. Good to see you, Nick, yet again. Two and a half points. That's what DraftKings says. The Patriots are dogs uh, tomorrow night. What do you like about the Patriots? Well, I think a lot of what Mark just talked about, which is the fact that the Vikings have an issue at left tackle not having Christian Derrissaw, and also the, the Patriots have a great defense in getting after the quarterback. It starts with Matthew Judon leading the league in sacks with 13, but it extends beyond that, and it's part of a Patriots defense that's playing excellent football overall, not just getting after the quarterback. They're 5-1 in their last six games, and they've allowed a combined 23 points in their last three games. They're playing excellent ball, and that's, of course, the handiwork of Bill Belichick, who owns a 2-0 record in games against Kirk Cousins. Now, they haven't played since 2018, but in those in those games, Kirk Cousins passed a rating below 70. So I think we might get a repeat performance, and that's why I like the Patriots. It doesn't really matter about their offense. Mac Jones and them, they can just do just enough to win. This defense should lead them to victory. All right, the Titans, according to DraftKings, Nick, are one-and-a-half-point dogs facing the Bengals. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong. Were the Titans dogs last week in Green Bay? Like, what's the deal yes. here? Yeah. Yeah. And again... Uh, uh, road teams. I think the road teams end up playing a big factor in that. And and we learned that lesson the right way last week with the Titans. And and I think they're built to win. There's only one way to win this game, though, I think. Maybe two, but one clear path to victory. you got to dominate time of possession. You keep the ball out of the Bengals' hands, and you ride Derrick Henry. Because on paper, statistically, this matchup does not favor them. Tennessee is 30th against the pass. What do we know about the, the Bengals? They've committed to the spread offense and throwing the ball all over the yard. Cincinnati, though, 17th against the run. And the last time they faced a premier runner, that was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Those two combined for 143 yards on 34 carries. We know how the Browns ran away with that one. So if you take that approach for the Titans, I think they could have a similar performance and get after Joe Burrow with that defense, which is good at getting after quarterbacks. It's kind of like the same strategy as the last game we talked about. Keep it on the ground, control the ball, win the game. All right, the Falcons like to run the football as well, Nick. They are four-point underdogs to Taylor Heineke, and the Commanders, again, the line according to DraftKings. Ron Rivera just said Carson Wentz is not ready. It'll be Sam Howell backing up Taylor Heineke again. But you like the Falcons here. Why? Well, unfortunately for them on paper, it doesn't look good because this is a team that has routinely abandoned the pass in favor of the run and has won games. But the reason I believe in them is because they've won those games. Arthur Smith for the second straight season, getting the most out of this talent on this team, which on paper does not look that good. And yet they're five and six. There's no way they should be, theoretically. They got close wins over Cleveland, over Carolina at home, and over Chicago, that last one being last week. And the reason I like them in this game is because of how they won that game last week. Cordell Patterson returns, makes an impact in the return game on the ground, and he's still a receiving threat. Marcus Mariota is more than just a passer. He can make a difference on the ground. They have to create angles. They can't run traditionally against this defense. They have to use their speed to their advantage to win this matchup. But because of the way they've been in these close games this year, I have a hard time going against them against a commander's team that I just don't know what they're going to produce offensively on a week-to-week basis. Monday night football, Nick, which seems like weeks away. It's actually only five days away now. Four days? I can't count. Regardless, um, it's the Colts at home as the favorite. We're in old-school uniforms. And the fighting Kenny Pickett's, according to DraftKings, are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. And you kind of sort of like the fighting Kenny Pickett's. I like the fighting Kenny Pickett's because they're really the fighting T.J. Watts. Ever since he's returned, they've been rejuvenated on both sides of the ball and especially on defense. A surprisingly opportunistic unit the Steelers have been recently. They're tied for eighth in turnovers this season. A big part of that is getting after the quarterback, forcing passes into traffic, and catching these tip balls. 
for interceptions. Their offense and the fighting Kenny Pickett's, they have an uphill battle, especially against this Colts team, which has a sneaky good defense. But I see a, a low scoring affair. And if there's any team to capitalize on for making mistakes and turning the ball over, it's Matt Ryan and the Colts are tied for 30th in turnovers this season. He's back in the fold. They've looked a little bit better since Jeff Saturday took over. I don't really think there's necessarily a correlation there all, all you know, entirely, but I think the Steelers can capitalize and, uh, and take advantage of this against the Colts. All right, that game is Monday night. That game and all of Nick's analysis on NFL.com slash underdogs. Happy Thanksgiving, Nick. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Tyler Lockett, if it gets anywhere near his hands, he makes the catch. Now he throws to the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! 
going to throw deep. He's got a man in the corner. It is Lockett. Touchdown. Seahawks. Tyler Lockett just ran into the end zone. Lockett gets there to make a catch. How did Lockett make that catch? Tyler Lockett said, hey, baby, throw me the ball. He did. Yep, he does, and he catches a lot of them. Touchdowns in three consecutive games for this guy. Coming off a bye and a trip to Germany, it's always great to have Tyler Lockett on the show. Tyler, how'd, uh, how'd the bye week treat you after that long back and forth to Germany? Uh, well, the bye week was a little challenging for me, man. I um, ended up getting food poisoning on oh, Tuesday. No. So, I was, yeah, I was down bad a little bit, but I was able to recover and I uh, just had a good weekend after that. All right. Well, glad to hear you're doing well. I'm assuming while you were in bed battling food poisoning, um, you, you probably had a chance to reflect on the first half of the season, maybe what you learned from that game in Germany. As we sit here, get ready for the push here. The holidays are upon us. You know, What did you learn about that team in Munich? Uh, I think the biggest thing that I learned is just our resilience to never give up, our resilience just to be able to keep going. Uh, you know, Tampa did a great job just being able to come out, um, being able to stop us in the first half, but we adapted, and we've shown that even when things are going great for us, how great we can be, well, when things were against us, we showed that we could be able to fight back, and yeah, we ended up losing, but that's not a loss that determines the end of the season. That's just a lesson that we continue to learn and that we continue to develop and grow from. Tyler, bye weeks are, are a time for a lot of reflection and, and, and self-scouting. And so much has been said this year about the great rookie class, Kenneth Walker and Tariq Woolen, and obviously we can go on and on about the offensive tackles as well. But, but something has to be said about the veterans here, and you being one of them, DK being another, because there's been this story over the years that, you know, Pete needs a younger team. Maybe veterans get sick of it after a while. Why has this group worked so well with both rookies and veterans? Uh, I think the biggest thing, man, is we just meet each other where we're at. And a lot of us that were veterans now, uh, we learn from the, pre the veterans that came here earlier. And every single year is something different. It's something new. You can't have that same mindset. So even though I'm going into year eight, I'm still treating it like this is my first year. And so you never stop learning. You never stop trying to be great. When you have a bunch of young guys in here, I'm me being 30 years old, it makes you feel young again. You see a lot of people that have that heart. They have that desire. They have that grit to want to be able to be better. You talk about our rookie class, man. They literally put their head down and work. They rarely talk. They show up. They play. And you wouldn't even think they were rookies if you came here and watched them each and every week. And so that's something that just keeps us going, especially as vets. I love that the rookies barely talk. I'm, I'm sure you guys love that. I, I was struck a couple of weeks ago as well. Can we throw it up on the screen here, Jeff? Um, you and DK on the podium together. And I, I don't care what was misrepresented that day and maybe what you said. But the fact that you and DK were on the podium together, that to me kind of spoke to, to the story of this season. Yeah, I mean, first off, you know, Thankful for our, our team to allow us to even get up there and be able to talk. 
But it's really like a brotherhood, man. And just having the opportunity to go up there with DK, it's funny because, you know, we feed off of each other. Even when Gino went up there, it's like you never really know. Uh, you hear a lot of fans and a lot of people said that they enjoyed us being able to do that. And, I mean, we've seen the NBA be able to do that. And so just being able to have a chance to go up there and talk, I mean, it was kind of fun. It was something that was different. And, you know, I, hopefully we'll be able to do it again. Yeah, a good, good NBA thought there. I hadn't really, you know, drawn the comparison. Usually in the NFL, it's one guy at a time. You guys got up there and did it together. Curious, um, Tyler, your thoughts when seemingly the entire world – is now ready to crown the 49ers. I know they got you week two. I know you get them again in December. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we know that the 49ers are a great team. Um, they got a lot of great additions on their team. And so they're out there playing great as a team. They're playing phenomenal right now. But, I mean, for us, I mean, we're exactly where we want to be at. We understand that each and every game is detrimental to what's going to happen for the rest of the season. And so it's not just one team that you got to look out for. Like, we got to look out for the Raiders going into this week. And so we're just going to continue to do our part. We understand um, the schedule that we have ahead of us, but we also understand that what we can be able to accomplish as a team, we've proved it the first half. And so this next half is just being able to continue to play free. And, of course, we asked that question without disrespecting the Raiders or the Rams or the Panthers that you have the next three weeks before you get that Week 15 rematch. It'll be in your building this time against the 49ers. We have this, uh, Tyler, cool next-gen stat that Adrian and Research uh, pulled out of here that since 2018, no one's catching more deep balls. No one's been more successful stretching the field than you, Tyler Lockett. As we get ready for Thanksgiving – Tyler, when you guys did a turkey bowl as kids, your, your dad was a great wide receiver. Your brother Aaron was a great wide receiver. Your little brother Sterling, pretty good too. Did you only go deep at the turkey bowl, Tyler? <laughs> no, I didn't always go deep. Um, but, you know, the one thing that I will say is that I've learned, you know, not to be one-dimensional. Uh, I learned how to open up just different parts of my game, learning how to be a possession receiver, um, whether the team needs me to scramble, being able to do that, learning how to be an all-around football player. And so that's something that's also helped me throughout my time in my career. And when you talk about Thanksgiving, it's not just being able to eat one, one thing, it's being able to eat the whole entire meal. That's, that's a great segue to what was going to be, Tyler. <laughs> my final question. You retweeted yesterday a video that the Seahawks had done with a bunch of your teammates saying what their favorite Thanksgiving food was. But, Tyler, you're not included in that video, and you didn't mention it <laughs> with your retweet. So, Tyler Lockett, obviously, we have to ask, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? I would probably say the green bean casserole. I was not going to guess that. So, the green bean casserole <laughs> with, like, the French onion soup, the canned stuff that they pour in, that, that green bean casserole? How about you come to the house and see? I don't doubt that you guys make it well. I, I, <laughs> that's not what I was trying to suggest. Most people say mac and cheese or turkey or something like that. Green bean casserole. That's an upset. I will add in the yams, though. The yams are pretty amazing. Big fan of the yams. And Mike Yam as well, my NFL Network colleague. Tyler Lockett, congratulations on the great start. Good luck the second half of the season. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Thank you. You as well, man. Thank you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 